Okay, go ahead and begin to wrap that up. And let's get started. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <coughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken the advice of Luqman anhu and preserved these uh, set of advices that Luqman gave his son in the wisdom that Allah ta'ala bestowed to him as advices for us to to, uh, to to live by until the end of time. And these advices were such amazing advices and so profound that although many pieces of advice were given by prophets throughout history and by wise individuals throughout history, these were preserved in place within Quran and Quran actually has a chapter named after the man who advised, in this case, Luqman we spoke at length about him, and we spoke at length about the advice that preceded today's advice. So we're going to go directly into the advice that we're supposed to, that we left off with two days ago, yesterday being the khatam at the masjid. So we we're unable to meet at a time that would have been appropriate for people um, and not have gotten uh, in the way of their uh, worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the next piece of advice was, so already we were just told uh, moment, uh, the, the previous set of advice was what? Uh, um, we covered this, that, oh, my dear child, establish a prayer, um, enjoin that which is good or command towards good, forbid what is evil or prevent evil, and be patient upon what afflicts you, either from your life or from doing these particular acts. Um, really, uh, this is from the, uh, the important matters that will, that will govern your life or affect you in life. And then after that, Allah Ta'ala mentions, um, uh, and don't turn your cheek, uh, towards mankind or away from mankind type thing. And don't walk on the earth, the land with pride. In Allah, Allah does not like the the one who's boasting, who's arrogant. Don't turn your cheek and away to, uh, to people that you're going to be showing arrogance. Ala tahrim al takabur. Wa ma'na al aya. Wala tu min khaddaka lil nasi takaburan alayhim. Wa ajab bin nafs. Wa ihtiqarun lahum. That don't turn your cheek to or away from people, like turn your cheek towards people with arrogance towards them. With amazement or pride of the self. 
and belittling them. This piece of advice that we, I think, need today now more than ever is one that Rasulullah in action and word constantly spoke uh, towards, meaning he gave us this advice in action and word. We see Rasulullah mentioned all these things don't have bullet towards people. Uh, the, uh, like uh, uh, like this enmity towards people and don't have jealousy towards people and then what does he say be brothers uh, servants of Allah and brothers with one another all you servants of Allah should have this tight this relationship of brotherhood with one another and then um, then the Prophet mentions that it's not permissible for us to stay away from speaking to a brother namely saying salam for more than three days. And then there's other uh, hadith mentioned here as well. In action, the Prophet when he spoke to someone, he had the right to be proud. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made him the best of this ummah and made him the best of all the prophets and made him the best of all of humanity and made him the best of all of the thakalain, the weighty ones, man, man and jinn. Then made him the best of all the uh, the ones that traverse or, or, or exist upon this earth. Then made him the best of all creation, even amongst those who are in the heavens. By the creation of the Prophet he traversed all of that. He is the best of all creation. No angel, no jinn, no human being, no animal, no uh, no one will ever be able to reach the height of the Prophet it's just not possible. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made him at the highest position. And he elevated him to the highest position. That when he took him the night journey, what does he do? The mi'raj occurs after that. And he's elevated to the highest position. Some of the narrations, though there may be weakness, even speak about Jibreel and I'm saying that he can't go to this position where the Prophet is going to. So the Prophet had every right to show the type of pride and arrogance. And how did the Prophet speak to people? When he would speak to people, he would, when they would speak to him, he would stop. He would not turn his eyes towards them. It's a type of arrogance. It's okay, I'm just listening to you. I'm listening, Dorian. I'm looking at you a little. Not just your face. It still shows the superiority. He turned his entire body, eyes, face, and heart as well. You'll have my full attention. I'm the Prophet of Allah. Everything I'm doing has a purpose. Nothing I'm doing is being done vainly or without a purpose. And I'm spreading the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are taking my attention right now. You are worth my time. Such I'm going to turn my entire eyes, face, and body towards you. Now when that happens and a person turns with that type of attention towards others, you can imagine the way they will respond to you. The way they will love you. The way they will return honor to you. Even if they don't agree with you, there'll be a still mutual level of respect that exists. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here, he encapsulates the advice of Prophet uh, للناس, that don't turn in an arrogant way your cheek towards people. Like uh, you don't give them your full attention or you turn away from them. Because the reality is, is that none of us have a higher position 
over one another except by taqwa. It's not going to be based upon the clothing we wear. It's not going to be based upon the ethnicity or the tribe that uh, to, whom, to which we belong. It's not going to be based upon anything in this world. Rather, it's going to be based upon a heavenly characteristic. In taqwa, only Allah can decide. There's no taqwa meter that's out there. There's no taqwa meter that's out there. Like, you know, for example, there's a paqa meter that we talk about with Mufti Asif Omar, the Imam of St. Louis. There's a paqa meter we have attached to him. When it goes by him, it explodes. He's so paqa. Just, it, it, it just, you know, we have these meters in this world. We have like, you know, uh, what are those things like when you're trying to attract coins underground? Like, it begins to beat more and more and more. There's not a taqwa meter out there that you carry. Now it goes crazy when you're around someone. No, that's only with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if that's the case, then we have to be extremely careful. Because we don't know where our taqwa is and we don't know where someone else's taqwa is. Umar radiallahu anhu, when he was worshipping idols, Allah still loved him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah hated his act, but still loved him. Because Umar radiallahu anhu would eventually become the, one of the greatest defenders of the deen and greatest people to support the deen. And there could be no one who really matched up to Umar radiallahu anhu aside from Abu Bakr radiallahu and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who surpassed him. That's it. So who, how do we know? And you know, Shaykh Abdul Hakim Murad, hafizahullah, he always mentions when he talks about the awliya, we don't know who the awliya are. We don't know who the awliya are. The awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it could be that street sweeper, it could be the masjid cleaner, it could be some random person, you know, picking up garbage. We don't know. That person might have a high maqam with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't have that maqam with Allah ta'ala. And now we mistreat them. We are doing what? We are upsetting Allah. Man waliyan. Whoever, um, um, you know, there's two places in Quran. There's two places in our deen. That Allah Ta'ala speaks about, um, 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 uh, about, uh, about Allah just declaring war against that person. One is with interest in Quran. That if you don't give up this interest, then prepare for war with Allah, uh, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to go to war against Allah ta'ala the day of judgment. And the other one is that person who takes and harms or takes as an enemy a friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Harms a, fr uh, a friend of Allah ta'ala. We don't know who they are. So we might cast an insult at someone, make fun of someone. We don't know that person was very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have destroyed our hereafter. So now, you know, this is for our own benefit. We can turn haughtily and arrogantly away from someone. That person was a close friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We've upset the friend uh, of Allah. So we've upset Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look, I have people I'm, I'm responsible for. I have a wife. I have children. I have people I'm responsible for in my life. You help those individuals. You have done nothing for me in my life, but you helped those individuals, you would have gained a very uh, special place in my life. You hurt those individuals. You never did anything directly to me, ever. But you hurt those individuals, now guess what? You're on my bad side. You're on my bad side. Why? Because that's my responsibility. And those are the people I'm supposed to take care of. And if you cannot at least be neutral towards them, then you have now taken another enemy for yourself without knowing it. And, and the issue with the pride is that pride, when a person is showing pride towards one person, that is, that is a beast that they've let loose, that they've unchained. 
And it's very hard to regain control over that. Very few people can show pride at only certain times and then rein it in not show pride at other times. It's very, very few people. And so now a person shows pride towards one person, turns away from them, speaks hollowly to them, look down upon them. Guess what? Waits the next person who fits a similar characteristic as this person. Look down on that person as well. Wait till the next person who's similar to this person. Look down. Now, what's the difference? They're similar, not exactly the same. So this person was like this, look down upon them. Then this person was like this, look down upon them. Then this person's like this, look down upon them. And this person's like this, look down upon them. Um, and what, bit by bit by bit by bit, what happens, there's a complete change. One month, two months, three months later, now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, what happens is that a person is um i'm distracted now a person what do they do they have this pride towards one person you're never going to meet a replica of that person ever again so if we meet someone similar to them and then we show pride as well, guess what? There's a different characteristic that that person had. Now someone else will share that different characteristic. So now we're growing a chain of people against whom we have pride. So for example, let's say I, I, I'm showing pride against a student who is of Pakistani origin. No offense no against Pakistanis. And who's a female, okay? For whatever reason, my own stupidity. Now I see another person who's a student who's also a female and maybe of like Bihari origin now, okay? Is Bihari? It's not Pakistani, right? Yeah, it's not. So, um, so now, like, what have I done? I Two of these characteristics remain the same. But now a third one I've associated uh, with pride with me. Now I meet someone else. They're not a student, but they're Bihari and they're, uh, they're, 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 they're female. And maybe they have a certain, I don't know, accent. So now I've introduced something else. Because I have previous connections to my initial source of pride, but now it's a, it's, it's a female still, so now I still have some pride. Now it's an accent. I meet a male who has a similar accent. So now I have pride against that person. So what, what happens is the nature of pride is that the moment we have some connection to something that we have pride over, a, a, an arrogance, a bad pride. Then what happens is that we'll never replicate that situation a second time over. But elements, components of it will exist. But in those components, part of it were old and part of it are new. Now this new person we meet, those new, those new components that were not exist in the first link are now exist in the second one or exist in the third one, but there's a new one here. And the, the, it constantly grows. Until a person becomes proud and arrogant against the vast majority of people. And then when they're arrogant against the vast majority of people, then they turn their arrogance away from people and towards others. Towards them, toward, towards, uh, you know, towards uh, creation in general. Uh, they turn it towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like Fir'aun did. It all starts from one starting point. So Allah ta'ala, he's cutting it at the roots. And the Prophet he would do the same. He would cut it off at the roots. Even when he was, he, when he was describing his own position. I'm the best of the children of Adam. I'm not saying this out of pride. 
not boasting. Not boasting. I mean, I'm giving you a fact. At times, we don't have to speak with fact. You go to a job interview, and they ask you why are you required, why, why are you good for this position. You can't say, well, I'm really not. I'm just actually a very humble servant. No, I'm very good for this position because I went to this school, and I had this training, and I had this job, and I had this internship, and I feel I'm a good fit for, for it. That's it. We, we state the facts. The Prophet was showing us that it's permissible. He, he made it clear for us. He made it clear for us. But the Prophet he was the best of all creation. And yet when he entered into Mecca to conquer Mecca, and, and how did he come? His, his head was so low that his beard was touching the, the, the saddle that he was riding on, upon his mount. Because he understood that all of this came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet would teach us the same thing. You know, people often take this hadith and they say, well, I don't have to keep my pants beneath my ankles because I don't do it out of pride. I don't do it out of pride. The Prophet would constantly tell people to put their pants above their ankles. I'm not telling you guys you have to. I am shocked at the sternness and the, and the, the, the repeated presence of it in hadith. That was one of the things I was shocked about when I was studying hadith. Um, so I personally do practice it because I don't want to be involved in the, the warnings of that hadith. But the Prophet when Abu Bakr anhu did this, he like meaning that he was very thin, and so his like his his hip bones would jut out, and he didn't have a lot of meat on his midriff, and so when he would tie his lungi his izad, it would slip down to his midriff uh, his uh, from his midriff towards his uh, hip bones, and as a result, the bottom would go beneath his ankles. So he kept trying to readjust, kept trying to readjust until the Prophet he went to the Prophet with worry, and the Prophet said, "What?" Don't worry, you don't do it out of pride. What, what is one thing we take from this? The Prophet didn't just say, don't worry. He said, don't worry, you don't do this out of pride. Meaning how much must he have been stressing the idea of pride amongst them that the way he could bring ease to the heart of Abu Bakr was by saying what? Don't worry, you don't do this out of pride. He didn't say, don't worry about it. He said, you don't do this out of pride. Meaning, this is one of the purposes why we, we make sure that everyone does this. But this isn't a bother you. So listen, that issue, you don't have it. You don't have to worry about the pride. And Abu Bakr would still try to keep it up. But if it did slip down, he didn't have that, that, that worry now that he fell under the group of people who are proud. Look, the Prophet encouraged us. Uh, the one who begins the salam between two individuals. It does what? Frees a person from pride. Beginning with salam, there's a lot of things. It makes people feel love towards one another. It, it shows respect to the, a second party. But the Prophet showed what? It frees the person saying salam from kibr. This was a worry. That existed within the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. When, uh, uh, when, uh, when, 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 um, um, who was it? Abu Dhar radiallahu anhum, when he said, Yabna Soda to some, when there, some of the scholars say that was Bilal radiallahu anhum, others say it was a, uh, it was a, it was an African Sahabi, that old son of a black woman. What did, um, what did the Prophet say? That you're a person in whom there is still uh, there's still arrogance, uh, ignorance within them. So what did he do to show that, look, I don't have this. 
because ignorance, there's different parts of ignorance. Like Jahiliya, the age of ignorance, there was womanizing, there was heavy drinking, there was disassociation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's associating partners of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's all these things. What was what did he feel that this meant? Pride. What did he do? He put his face to the ground on the dirt of the ground and told that companion, some say it's Bilal, come and step on my face. I'm lowering myself in front of you. There's no pride here. So that's how big of an issue it is. The first, the, the ulama debate was the first disease of the heart. Some say it was pride, some say it was arrogance. Aba was takbara. Azazil, a worshiper of Allah, fell into pride. He fell into pride. And so here we're told, Don't turn your cheek in such a way where you're showing arrogance towards people. Don't have this demeanor with them. When you're speaking to someone, uh, don't show, don't, uh, don't show uh, enmity towards them. Don't turn away from them. Don't have pride towards them. Be brothers with one another. When you speak, uh, speak with your chest towards that person, looking at that person. Well, the Prophet didn't make eye contact usually. He would usually look down, but he still gave full attention. He still gave full attention. And so that's how we have to be. And then you couple it with the next part. Don't walk in the earth in a prideful, haughty, boastful manner. Allah hates, does not love those people who show this arrogance and pride. So the other thing is don't walk in the earth proud. What does Allah Ta'ala mention in the Quran? Who are the Ibad al-Rahman? Who are the true slaves of Allah? The slaves of the merciful one, that particular characteristics, characteristic, are the ones that they're the ones who, when they um, uh, walk throughout the earth, how do they walk? In a humble manner. Because, and in the Prophet, when he would walk, he would walk humbly. He would, he would not look up to the sky or look up in a way that showed pride. He would look down. He would look down. In fact, the way he would walk, he would almost lean forward a little as if he was walking downhill. And, and he would walk quickly and he would not drag or scuff his feet on the ground. And he would be at a quick pace. That's the Sahaba. Like he had to go with the purpose. The Sahaba would wear themselves out trying to keep up with him. So we see that also impermissible for us is to walk on this earth in, a, in, in the way where we have pride and arrogance. And it shows here the way you physically deal with people and the way you don't deal with people but show yourself around people in both cases don't show pride meaning how you are with people shows pride but how you are away from people can also show pride and in both cases you're showing pride to people when they're directly interacting with you or when they're watching you from a distance and showing pride to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because these are allah's creations in the end and we don't know who's better ourselves the speaker the one we're speaking to when we're walking on the earth, when we're walking boastfully, better people have walked on this earth than us, and they didn't show this type of pride. What do we think that we are on this earth? When the ground that we're stepping on will one day consume us and disintegrate us. So it's we're not to walk in a, we should walk humbly. Now, humbly doesn't mean meekly. You, know, you see a lot of Muslims today, especially now, uh, with the cell phone issues, everyone always looking like this, and they get this forward. Uh, neck and his forward shoulder and their posture is completely off. So we call it nerd neck because, you know, like nerds, quote unquote, are always like this looking at books. And then they have to look like this to uh, sort of uh, balance out their bodies. 
and then um, um, and then like they get like this arched back and like they get this pelvic tilt and all this whole body is messed up and then that's how they're praying like this that's not that doesn't show humility Omar once saw people walking like that and he took his stick and he smacked them on the neck why are you walking this oh we're being humble he said humility is here it's not here humility is here it's not over here Abu Dujan was walking away boastfully when he was given the sword of the Prophet to use in battle. And the Prophet said that that type of walking is it would be impermissible anywhere else, but in this case, it's good. But it doesn't mean the Sahaba were always walking like this. You have to walk straight. There's a posture Allah gave us. Why are we violating that posture to be like this? The posture that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us is a posture that shows us to have honor. وَلَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا بَنِي آدم. Lower the gaze. يَغُضُّ مِنْ أَعْنَاقِهِمْ رُؤُوسِهِمْ وَجُهِنَّهُ مِنْ The eyes look down. The eyes are lowered. We don't lower our entire heads. We're going to stop them and bend our bodies and bend our waist. And we're going to always walk around in like what? Sajda? In Ruku? No, we lower our gaze with our eyes. We still walk straight. We still walk straight. That's not pride. Pride is walking away throughout the land that we are showing that we are better than others. And that's something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates. And so some of the ways by which people did that are they would wear their garments beneath their ankles and let it, uh, let it uh, uh, sweep around the ground to pick up the, like, the dust of the ground, the dirt of the ground, because that would render the, the, the garments sometimes unusable. And then subsequently what would happen is that it would, um, they, they would, they, it, they have to get rid of the garment. And then what would it, that would basically show like, what well, look, I can just get new ones. I'm so wealthy. I can just get another one, another one, another one. It's not a big deal for me. Or to scuff the uh, ground while walking, just to drag your feet along some type of laziness in pride, like, you know, just, just dragging myself around. Or to walk with a clopping sound, like the, the person hated when walking, like clop, clop, especially women with those shoes clopping on the ground, the person used to hate that. We're not supposed to be in a marching manner at all times either. We walk as a servant walks. We walk with purpose. Servant doesn't drag his feet. Why? We'll get in trouble. Servant isn't a lollygag. Why isn't he getting in trouble? A servant just doesn't look around. Why isn't he getting in trouble? A servant maintains posture, looks down out of uh, respect towards the master for us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and walks where they have to get to in a quick manner without drawing attention to themselves. And that's how we should walk. Nowadays, oh my God, the attention we drag to, uh, attract to ourselves with the cameras and this and this and the clothing, etc. You know, it's just so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous how we have to draw attention to ourselves. My wife told me that there's this thing with women. I don't know how it works exactly. That how sometimes like, you know you get the sense that some of the some of the um, the attendees of a wedding are trying to outdo the, 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 the bride herself in dress. It's not even aunties try to do that. I don't know all the details. On the men's side, we just sit, eat, and we go home. So I don't really know how it works on the other side. But always like out trying to outdo one another. We should only outdo another in, in worship. Everything else, Allah gave us different graces and, 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 and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Different ways that he's honored us. You know, some people might have a higher position, etc. We all are humble. Look, the, the, the culminating act of worship, 
at the end of the year is what? It's the Hajj. And how do you dress there? How do you dress there? Ihram. Everyone's the same. The culminating act at the end of Ramadan before the Eid is what? The Sadaqah Fitr. Why do we do that? So everyone can, who's, who's underprivileged, uh, can get what? Um, they can also have an Eid and clothing, etc. That's equivalent to the others. What do we do? We bring everyone back to the next level. That's back to the same level, excuse me. The the uh, uh, the uh, the act um, of, uh, of zakah. What are we doing? We're raising people back to be the same level, equality. Uh, the prayer. How do we stand? Shoulder to shoulder. Doesn't matter if one's a slave, one's a master, one's a black man, one's a white man, one's uh, you know a, a scholar, one's a layman. Doesn't matter. Shoulder to shoulder. Everyone. So everything in our deen is showing equality. And what do we do? We try to. Oh, I have. 100,000 likes, that person only has or followers, and that person only has 50,000 followers. Or, you know, we bring up these things. Honestly, those types of, the, the hollow pots, they make the most sound. The hollow pots, they make the most sound. We should we should try to hide ourselves. We should try to hide ourselves. Maryam radiallahu when she was blessed with the gift of having a prophet, what did she say? That if only I could be, uh, I have, would not have been alive. Uh, and I was Nasiya Mansiya. I was forgotten. I was forgotten to have been forgotten. Like if I forgot, I did my homework. I remember that moment that I forgot. But Nasiya Mansiya, if I forgot about the homework and I never remembered again, that's like Nasiya Mansiya, never to be ever remembered. In a moment of goodness, granted, she, was, she recognized the difficulty that would be on her when she returned back. But even in honor, they wanted to be people who were not known. So this is exactly what we talked about the last few days, and this is sort of uh, brings it all back full circle. And in Allah la fakhur, why would we want to be amongst the people whom Allah hates? Mankind notices us. Mankind is happy with us, and Allah hates us. Mankind notices us. Mankind's happiness, and Allah hates us. Just think how that works. Doesn't make sense. La wa illa billah. And so in our speech. We should be humble. In our walk, we should be humble. The way we deal with people, we should be humble. And humbleness does not mean weakness or meekness. It means what? To know our position with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and with humanity. And since we don't know how people are, we should always assume the best of others. We give them husn of Um Now, the next thing that's, that, that's mentioned here, and this begins to wrap it, وَقْصِدْ فِي مَشِّكْ and when you're walking, be modest in your walk. And lower your voice. Based, the, the most hated, the most uh, it's to be hated but rejected type thing. Like something that's ankar, it's not just hated, but it, 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 it like repels you, pushes you away. You can hate something and you can be repelled by something. So anka refers to something that's not only hated, but like pushes you away. Inka in the anka al-aswat, the salt al-hamir, the most hated voices, the, the, the voice that's, that, that, that repulses people the most is what? Um, is, the, is the voice of the donkey, the, 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 the braying of the donkey. So what does it be mashik? And we spoke about this already, about how to walk upon the earth in a way in which we, uh, um, uh, that we remain modest. And then there's a couple points over here as well. If someone doesn't know how you should be modest, look at the people of modesty. 
Look at the people of modesty. How, do they, how are their faces? How is their dress? How is their, how is their speech? And mimic them. Just look at them and mimic them. And you might be like, well, I, I don't see the people of modesty. Well, usually we don't see them because they're being so modest. They're being so modest, we don't even notice them anymore. So look at the people whom others don't notice. That likely Allah is noticing. And that's probably a person who's being modest. And don't be loud. Don't be like the braying of the donkey. So when we're walking, we should have the mashi. We should not walk extremely fast, nor extremely slow. We should walk middle pace. Extremely slow means what? The world can wait for you. Extremely fast means what? I'm, not, I'm too good for the world. The Prophet was between both, but he was towards the faster side. So the Sahab would uh, wear themselves out keeping up with him. They wouldn't race with him, but they tried to keep up with him all day walking. They would wear themselves out tired. He's always with purpose. And the Prophet he would always be balanced between two things, but he was always inclined towards the better. So he was neither tall nor short, but he was mid-height, just a little taller than mid-height. He was, uh, his hair was neither, you know, uh, curly nor straight, but it was wavy, but it wasn't like, uh, it didn't just fall down like, you know, like some people, their hair just falls, nor is it tightly, tightly curled. It was wavy. And then it was a little, there's a little straightness that came, that allowed it to not be like unmanageable type thing, right? Um, and so anyway, um, uh, so, um, and then now with, with, with the voice, we shouldn't raise our voices. You know, I just, you see people, they laugh like donkeys, men and women. You know, in gatherings and women just, ha, 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 like guffawing. Like, oh, what is this? It's not appropriate for a man. It's very definitely not ladylike either. The Prophet said, when he would laugh, he would smile. And when he laughed like a lot, he smiled so much that you can see back here. You can see back there. That, that was, he would always be smiling, but sometimes he would smile a lot. Then he'd smile so much that his mouth would open wide and you could see the teeth back there. That, that was it. You know, people like, uh, uh, when, when, when you feel you're not worth anything, you don't want your voice to be heard. And when you feel like you're worth everything, then we feel that everyone should hear our voices. And some of them might be, oh, I don't, I don't say much. But I mean, we could be like the brain of donkeys also through social media as well. Non-stop, non-stop, non-stop. All those WhatsApp forwards and all the posts and all the reposts, etc. It's unnecessary. Do something with purpose. May Allah put benefit in it. May Allah put tawfiq in it. Don't make yourself the center of it. May Allah put tawfiq in it. If Allah needs you to be, if Allah wants you and uh, quote-unquote needs you, quote-unquote doesn't need anything, you to be the center of attention, you'll make it the center of attention. And so we have to lower our voices and not be like the donkey who brays and brays. And we don't even, you know, the brays when there's danger, brays when there's happiness. And you can hear that it completely, like, overwhelms the noises of the other animals around. And so... Um, um, Sorry. And so the, the akhlaq of the individual is that we want to always be middle path. We're always middle path. We want to be so quiet that people can't hear what we're saying. The Prophet hated that. We don't want to raise our voice unnecessarily. Allah didn't like that either. So everything is middle path. 
and how we we uh, how, how we exist. And so what's the khulasa, the Luqman radiallahu anhu, um, he gathered um, the, the, the advice of Luqman radiallahu anhu, they, they, they comprise of all the, the beneficial areas of the deen in this world and in the akhirah, as well as the maqarim al-akhlaq, the things that make your akhlaq great, and um, um, and, and, and that combines to be a perfect individual. And so, um, if we had to, if we had to put those uh, list them out, they would become um, that he said, "Don't do shirk with Allah." Uh, that, um, um, the the first ones are um, uh, not to do shirk with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And then Allah then interjected saying what? That your parents have the uh, the highest level after obviously Allah and the Prophet blessing them and are due our respect even if they ask us to do something wrong. While we may disobey, we do so in the greatest kindness. Um, and then uh, we were told in particular to um, uh, to, 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 to be companions with them in this world uh, in, the, in the best state possible. And then we see how Luqman who described the characteristics, i.e. established aqidah and tawheed within his son in a simple way that he'd be able to understand, not in a difficult way, a simple way that anyone, so you look at who you're addressing. And then Luqman who after he does this, he then um, tells his son to, um, 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 uh, to establish the prayer and enjoy good and forbid evil and to recognize that there'll be difficulties in life, but to be patient through them. And then he advises him in practical ways on how to interact with people. Don't show arrogance in your in, in, in your conversations or your you're facing them, nor in your walk. Rather, be modest and don't raise your voice. And that is uh, that is the khulasa of, of this discussion. So, alhamdulillah, we've been able to to carry out the advice of the Quran of the Allah um, over the last uh, you know a good portion of the last ten nights. We ask Allah tawfiq that He gives us. A life that is solid upon this advice. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك يا مؤلف القلوب ألف بيننا وبين قلوبنا ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت المهاب اللهم إنا نسألك حبك وحب من يحبك وحب عمر يقربنا إليك ونسألك جنة الفردوس بغير حساب ونعوذ بك من عذاب النار وعذاب القبر وفتن المحيا والممات وفتن المسيح الدجال اللهم انصر المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم انصر المجاهدين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل صلاتنا وصيامنا وزكاتنا وصدقتنا وتلاوتنا واعتكافنا اللهم تقبل عبادتنا ونياتنا ونياتنا يا رب العالمين اللهم اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وانت خير الراحمين اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها وزكها انت خير
dan menzakaha anta waliyaha wa maulaha la ilaha illa anta subhanak inna kunna min al-zalimin oh Allah in this last night of Ramadan ya Allah we ask ya Allah the first 29 nights may have not gone well the first 29 days may not have gone well ya Allah but Allah you've given us another chance ya Allah to turn back to you ya Allah verily you have told us ya Allah through your prophet that actions are based upon the final ones submitted ya Allah O oh Allah, we come with the final night of Ramadan, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, if everything that preceded tonight, Ya Allah, may it please you and made you happy, Ya Allah. We thank you, Ya Allah, and we ask for its acceptance, Ya Allah. And we ask that you overlook our shortcomings there, Ya Allah. And we ask that you make tonight even better and tomorrow even better. If everything that preceded, Ya Allah, did not make you happy, Ya Allah, we ask that you forgive us, Ya Allah, and that you allow us, that you guide us, Ya Allah, and you allow us to at least make you happy this final night, Ya Allah, and tomorrow is the final day of Ramadan, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, as we leave the month of Ramadan, Ya Allah, do not let us be amongst those who leave the habits and actions that we were gifted in Ramadan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, rather, Ya Allah, grant us the ability, Ya Allah, to be amongst those who take advantage this month of Ramadan, Ya Allah, such that we carry everything through this Ramadan, outside of Ramadan, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, your Prophet has told us, Ya Allah, that you have cursed, Ya Allah. The one who Ramadan has come and gone and the person is not seeking, receive forgiveness from it, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, do not mix amongst those who fall into this curse, Ya Allah. Do not mix amongst those, Ya Allah, who Ramadan has become a proof against them, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, verily not all of us look forward to Ramadan, Ya Allah, but we still worship you, Ya Allah. This is from your Tawfiq, ya Allah. Oh Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah, for how we've fallen short, Ya Allah. Forgive us how we've fallen short, Ya Allah. Forgive us how we've fallen short, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, oh Allah. Let this not be the end of our worship. Let this be the beginning of a wonderful new page of turning to you, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, with the end of Ramadan comes the beginning of the preparation for Hajj, Ya Allah. Grant us both feet to go to Hajj this year, Ya Allah. Grant us the feet to visit your home, Ya Allah. Grant us the feet to visit the masjid of your Prophet Ya Allah. Grant us the feet to go to Masjid Al-Aqsa, Ya Allah. And let us be support for the people of Masjid Al-Aqsa, Ya Allah. In our physical bodies, Ya Allah. In our financial means, Ya Allah. In our du'as, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, to please protect Masjid Al-Aqsa, Ya Allah. From the evil insurgents, Ya Allah. From the evil, from the evil of the occupiers, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask, Ya Allah, that you, you make it easy upon them, Ya Allah. The Muslims are defending Masjid Al-Aqsa, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, let us give our, give support for them, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, oh Allah, we ask, Ya Allah, that you bless the people of Palestine and make things easy for them, Ya Allah. And the people of Sham as well, Ya Allah. And the people of Syria as well, Ya Allah. The people of Iraq, Ya Allah. The believers who are suffering in China, Ya Allah. Who are suffering in India, Ya Allah. They are suffering in Pakistan, Ya Allah. Who are suffering in Kashmir, Ya Allah. Who are suffering in Rohingya, Ya Allah. In Burma, Ya Allah. All of those who are suffering, Ya Allah. In Egypt, Ya Allah. Those who are suffering in Libya, Ya Allah. Those who are suffering in Somalia, Ya Allah. All of those who are suffering in Yemen, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, this poverty, this starvation has been crippling in Yemen, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, those who are suffering all across the world, Ya Allah. Those who are suffering all across the world, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we may not remember them by name or even by location, Ya Allah, but we know they're out there, Ya Allah. We ask that you remove their difficulty, Ya Allah. 
Remove the difficulty in Afghanistan, Ya Allah. Remove the difficulty, Ya Allah, all across the world, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, bestow upon them your grace and your pleasure, Ya Allah. Bestow upon them, Ya Allah, your guidance, Ya Allah, your tawfiq, Ya Allah. Bestow upon them the wealth, Ya Allah, that will aid them in their deen, Ya Allah, and put barakah in it, the health, Ya Allah, and put barakah in it, Ya Allah, the relationships, Ya Allah, the put barakah in it, Ya Allah, guide the leaders towards goodness, Ya Allah, even our neighbors in this country, Ya Allah, who are suffering, Ya Allah, grant them ease, Ya Allah, Allah, grant the non-Muslims Islam, Ya Allah, grant the Muslims Iman and Ihsan, Ya Allah, oh Allah, forgive our parents, Ya Allah, who worked so hard on us their entire lives, Ya Allah, and our grandparents who worked on them and those who come before, Ya Allah. And forgive our children, Ya Allah, and their children, Ya Allah, and those who come after, Ya Allah. Keep us all in the deen, Ya Allah. Let us never stray from the deen, Ya Allah. Forgive and bless our spouses, Ya Allah, for being patient with us, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, forgive and bless our siblings, Ya Allah. Forgive and bless our teachers, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, those who sought dua, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, as a young boy, Suleiman, who's in the ER right now, Ya Allah. His parents have requested dua for his ease, Ya Allah. Grant him ease, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, oh Allah, all those who have requested any dua from us, Ya Allah, grant it to them, Ya Allah, grant it for them, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, brother Ibn Sam, Ya Allah, remove from him this the, 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 this condition that has set upon him ever since that that, that reaction he, he, he got, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, to please, uh, there's a sister in... Uh, 44-year-old sister, Ya Allah, who's had an extremely negative reaction to COVID, Ya Allah. She's one of her eyes are no longer functioning, Ya Allah. Half her body is now paralyzed, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, I see you. It's been, I believe, two years, Ya Allah, since this happened. Oh, oh Allah, oh Allah, please, Ya Allah, remove this difficulty from her, Ya Allah. Remove this difficulty from her, Ya Allah. Cure her completely, Ya Allah. Cure her completely, Ya Allah. Cure her completely, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask Ya Allah that you, you, you make it easy upon our family as well, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, there are people who've left this world, Ya Allah, this past year, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, forgive their sins, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, those who've lost a loved one, Ya Allah, make it easy upon them, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, this recently, Brother Jahangir, Ya Allah, he and his wife lost their son at eight, at eight years old, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, the child of special needs, Ya Allah. Now let the child be a child of special reward, Ya Allah. And the parents have been patient, Ya Allah. Grant them special reward as well, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, bless all the institutions, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, the, the, the institution Muhsin, Ya Allah, who's helping our under our, 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 our underserved community members from, from those with special needs, Ya Allah. They've been underserved for so long, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, now they've come in and picked up that mantle, Ya Allah, to take care of them, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, reward them for this, Ya Allah. Khalil Center, Ya Allah, who's another underserved area of our community, Ya Allah, of people who are suffering with mental health, uh, Ya Allah, oh Allah, grant them ease, Ya Allah, to be able to continue to serve and grant them expanse to be able to continue to serve, Ya Allah, in property and staff, etc., Ya Allah. Allah, all the masajid and makatib, Ya Allah, all the youth centers, Ya Allah, all of, the, all of these, Ya Allah, people and organizations are working to please you, Ya Allah, accept from them, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, complete Masjid al-Uthman, Ya Allah, complete Masjid al-Uthman, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, let it be done soon, Ya Allah, so we can sit within it, Ya Allah, and have in-person programs, Ya Allah, with true ulama in front of us, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, oh Allah, we ask, Ya Allah, that you please forgive our sins, Ya Allah. Please forgive our sins, Ya Allah. 
Save us from the punishment of hell, Ya Allah. Save us from the punishment of the hereafter, Ya Allah. Save us from the torment of the day of judgment, Ya Allah. Save us from the torment of the grave, Ya Allah. Save us from the pangs of death, Ya Allah. Save us from all of this, Ya Allah. Save us from the questioning, Ya Allah. Save us from the hisab, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, save us in our families, Ya Allah. Save us in our families, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, we have fallen short this entire month, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we have fallen short. Oh Allah, we fall short the entire month, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, now we're at the end, Ya Allah, like previous years, asking for your help and asking for your kindness and forgiveness, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah, forgive our sins, Ya Allah, forgive our shortcomings, forgive our laziness, Ya Allah. Forgive our children, our spouses, our parents, Ya Allah, O Allah, our aunts, our uncles, Ya Allah, our friends, Ya Allah. O Allah, those many Muslims who come to the deen, Ya Allah, give us the feet to help take care of them, Ya Allah. O Allah, O Allah. O Allah, do not let us always return back to the state where we can only ask you because we keep falling short, Ya Allah. O Allah, pull us in, Ya Allah, draw us into your mercy, Ya Allah, draw us into your mercy. O oh Allah, draw us into your mercy, O Allah, draw us into your mercy, O Allah. O oh Allah, Ramadan is leaving, Shaitan will come back, Ya Allah, O oh Allah, O oh Allah, do not let us be ill-equipped for this, Ya Allah. Prepare us, Ya Allah. Let us be better outside of Ramadan than we are even in Ramadan, Ya Allah. Let us be better outside of Ramadan than we are even in Ramadan, Ya Allah. Let us be outside of Ramadan better than we are even in Ramadan, Ya Allah. O Allah, the Hafaz have led the prayers, Ya Allah, preserve the Qur'an in their hearts, Ya Allah. Those of us who were listening to the Qur'an, Ya Allah, and had that momentary shok to become hafiz, Ya Allah, grant us that ability as well, Ya Allah. Bless our ulama and our teachers, Ya Allah. Bless those who serve our community in any and every capacity, Ya Allah. All those families that are fighting, Ya Allah, whose hearts are breaking, Ya Allah. Join husband and wife back together, Ya Allah. Join parents and children back together, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, those people who are suffering from mental health illnesses, Ya Allah, oh Allah, remove the anxiety, remove the depression, Ya Allah, remove all the difficulty, Ya Allah, those who are suffering from financial difficulty, Ya Allah, put barakah on their wealth, Ya Allah, grant them abundant wealth and let them do good with it, Ya Allah, those who are suffering from any type of health issues, Ya Allah, grant them complete, complete health cure, Ya Allah, complete cure, Ya Allah, oh Allah, um, as a brother in the community, Qutub, his mother has been in the hospital all, all Ramadan, Ya Allah, oh Allah, take her out and keep her and heal her completely, Ya Allah. All the people have been fighting with various flus and illnesses and, and diseases and conditions, Ya Allah. Cancer, remove it from all of them, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, all the du'as that we want to make that are in our hearts right now, Ya Allah, that I don't know, that I can't make, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, accept it from us, Ya Allah. Accept it from us, Ya Allah. You know what's in our hearts, Ya Allah. Accept it from us, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna Thank you.